we discuss the importance of not forgetting the significance of Christ in Christmas. And so as we continue that conversation today of a fresh Christmas, listen, it's good to know Jesus. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The reason for not just this season, but all seasons. It's been the goal of mine this entire month that we're in this preaching series to be intentional about preaching Christmas in a fresh way. And um, I know we need to move on, but my God, today, it is such a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. Hallelujah. I want to direct your attention today to Luke chapter 2. Beginning with verses 33. Luke chapter 2, beginning with verses 33 to 35. And it says, Jesus' father and mother were amazed at what Simeon had said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, many in Israel will fall and many will rise because of this child. He will be a sign from God that many people will not accept. The things that they think in secret will be made known. And the things that will happen will make your heart sad too. You take your seats today. That is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. I'm so excited to see you all in this space, in this moment, excited to even see some fresh faces. So glad that you are here. Last Sunday, we began rolling out a brand new series uh, titled A Fresh Christmas. And before we jump into the word, listen, I want to just thank just a couple of folks. Can we thank Deacon Ford just for the beautiful, uh, the beautiful Christmas tribute right here behind us? Amen. We've got our wreaths and everything else up here. We bless God for that. We thank God for Byron as well and just his faithful service um, just to this house and this ministry. So we thank God for him. We also thank God for our minstrels today. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God for Dre, for Angelo, for Minister Carrie, 
Blessings, blessings, blessings. Again, we, we rolled out this brand new series last week titled uh, A Fresh Christmas. And, and while we were talking about the importance and the significance of Christ in Christmas, I, I just believe that while some of us, we, uh, we speak of Christ during Christmas, uh, what's more fresher? about Christmas than talking about the reality of the Christmas season. Truth of the matter is, we, we tend to get caught up in the hoopla, don't we? Um, all of the bells and whistles, all of the smoke, all of, all, of, all of the spending, everything else that comes along with the Christmas season, when the reality is it really, uh, the, the real importance and the real significance is Christ, uh, not just in this Christmas season, but all seasons long while while many of us we will we'll ball out we'll ball out uh we're buying everything for everybody from our kids to our significant others to our parents yeah um some of y'all that even like your co-workers y'all might even be buying some gifts for them but yeah you know how we'll do all all christmas season we'll we'll uh we'll work overtime won't we we'll pick up a part-time job we'll max out our credit cards we'll rack up bills that we can't pay off until the month of may all because it's christmas right yeah we'll we'll spend the whole day watching our favorite people open up the wrapped gifts with huge smiles on their faces because they got the very things that they had been wanting all year. But, but for others, Christmas is a day that they dread coming. Hmm. Yeah. For, for some people, Christmas isn't a day of glory, but instead, Christmas has become a day of gloom. And so uh, this Christmas season, I want us to uh, not just remember the reason for the season, but let us also remember those that are dealing with grief this season. Let us remember those that are dealing with pain, that are dealing with loss and loneliness and emotional hard times this time of the year. For some people, uh, the holidays... Uh, isn't a time that they're able to heal, but for some people, the holidays is a time where they just, it just hurts. A survey by the American Psychological Association found that 38% of people feel an increased level of anxiety during the holiday season. Did you, did you know that? Uh, or even the National Alliance of Mental Illness found that 64% of people living with a mental illness have reported that their conditions tend to worsen around the holidays. And so when the holidays come around, it brings with it a whole host of events and uh, social interactions and, and challenges. And sometimes those interactions result for some of us uh, results in heartache. It results in stress and grief more than what we know what to do with. From the trials of trauma, for many of us, Christmas can remind people of the not so good, good times. And, and what's supposed to be a joyous occasion for some can be a hard reality for somebody else. 
Such is the case for the text that we've read today. We, we picked up the story today, uh, beginning with a man named Simeon, who is ecstatic to finally see the Messiah. Uh, but here in this story, what starts out to be one of the happiest times in the life of Mary and Joseph quickly turns this celebration uh, from celebration to concern when Simeon moves from blessing their newborn baby Jesus to breaking their hearts about what he'll have to endure in the future. I just want to use as a thought today and just as a subject and a backdrop for uh, the way that we'll navigate through this text today, uh, I would title it Heartache at the Holidays. Yeah, heartache at the holidays. I know, I know we wanna we wanna come in and we wanna shout and we wanna celebrate that Jesus is the reason, but we can't forget them of those that have struggled and are struggling this holiday season. Amen. Uh, heartache at at the holidays. A little a little pretext to this story before we really dive in, just for the next just few. For the just for the next few minutes, I want to give you just a little bit of a pretext. And um, um, here in the text, Jesus has just been born. Jesus has just been born, and in fact, he's only eight days old when Mary and Joseph now take him to the temple to be circumcised. That's how they encounter this man named Simeon, because Mary and Joseph are now taking sweet baby Jesus that is just eight days old to the temple to be circumcised. And it's there where they receive the news that moves their hearts now from happy to heartache. In fact, the Bible says in verse 33, can we put 33 back? up on the screen. It says in verse 33 uh, that Jesus's father and mother were amazed about what Simeon had just said about him. Uh, yeah, they were amazed at what about Simeon had just said about Jesus. And so before we can unpack what it was that he said, let's get a little bit of an understanding about this man named Simeon. Who is Simeon and what did Simeon say about Jesus? Well, just a little bit before we get to verse 33, do we have 25? Do we have verse 25? I want us to see this right here in the text. Verse 25, verse 25, it says like this, that uh, there was a man named Simeon who lived in Jerusalem, a man named Simeon who lived there. It is a man named Simeon who lived in Jerusalem, and he was a good man and was very religious. That's who Simeon was. He, he was waiting for the time when God would help Israel. So the spirit was on him. The Holy Spirit told Simeon that he would not die before he saw Christ promised by the Lord. Do we have 26? Yeah, the spirit led Simeon to the temple where Mary and Joseph had brought baby Jesus into the temple to do what the law said must be done. So now that we're all caught up to speed, I want you to see how Simeon now had this encounter with Mary and Joseph. Mary and Joseph were taking sweet baby Jesus to the temple so that Jesus could be circumcised as Jesus is now just eight days old. They're taking him into this to the temple when they encounter a man named Simeon. Y'all say Simeon. Simeon's really, really important in this story. Let's back it up just a little bit. Y'all didn't say it with conviction. I, I don't think y'all got it yet. Can we go back to 25 really quick? Who Simeon was? Simeon was a true man of God. He was a true man of God. He was a man that lived in Jerusalem, a good man, the Bible says, and loved God. He was waiting for the time 
when God would send help and the spirit was now on Simeon and told Simeon that Simeon would not die until he saw what God had promised him. Y'all got that? Uh, It's so ironic now that Simeon now uh, encounters Mary and Joseph who are trying to live out according to the law. But, But did anybody else catch the fact in this text that this entire moment, Lori, had been orchestrated by God? The Bible says that he was doing what? He was waiting for the time when God would send help to Israel. I need you just to get this. I don't want you to look over this. We can't zoom past this moment right here. But Simeon was now waiting on the time when God would send help to Israel. And here it is now that God has now kept his promise. Verse 26 says that God made a promise to Simeon that Simeon would not die until he saw the promise that God had made to him. And so God keeps his promise. Simeon simply had to wait for the time when God would do what he promised. God promised Simeon that that he would not die until he was able to physically lay eyes on Jesus. And the piece that we just can't move past from too quick uh, is the posture that Simeon had in his life. It it says that Simeon was waiting. He he was waiting. He was waiting. He was waiting. He, He waited. He waited years on in because of what God had promised him. And and I want you to get this, uh, I want you to get this, Chris, because uh, Simeon Simeon wasn't a young whippersnapper. He he wasn't some young guy, but Simeon, in fact, was was an OG that was holding on to an old promise. I I don't know who this is for. I don't know who this needs to bless today, but in the midst of our heartache at Christmas, will you maintain a posture of waiting, but instead of becoming bitter, instead of walking away instead of demanding results from God right when you expect it are you willing to wait with a posture of wellness and until God does just what God has promised here here it is now Simeon he decided that he he was going to wait Simeon now takes this posture of of waiting and he keeps on waiting all throughout the years he he hasn't become jaded with waiting he he hasn't become bitter that he's had to wait on the promise he he hasn't become cynical he, ha- he hasn't gotten to a point that he's now rejected and walked away from God because he feels like God is a man that has lied to him. But he kept on going to the temple, scanning the people every day, looking for the promise that God had made to him. And, and all of a sudden, in Simeon's older years, Simeon goes to the promise and runs right in, runs right into the Messiah. Th- this is super important because I heard I heard these words spunkin, spoken once by uh by John Ortberg and these are the words that John says before he says that uh waiting isn't just a matter of getting what we're waiting for but but waiting is also a matter of the kind of person we become in the process and so your waiting isn't a time for us to get bitter your waiting isn't a time for you to fall apart I I don't know what God promised you I don't know what God showed you in a dream I I don't know what God has placed on the inside of you and for what reason it may feel like you've been waiting too long but but will you get the posture of Simeon that says listen I I will wait without bitterness I will wait without 
uh, uh, I will wait without becoming uh, cynical. I'll wait without becoming messed up because the Bible says now that they that wait upon the Lord, listen, something shall be, something shall be renewed. And so in this season of, of Christmas time, in this season, as we're waiting and expecting, looking now for the miracle and the birth of Jesus, yeah, it's, it's important that you, that you wait. You wait, not, not, not wait any kind of way, but it's, it's, who, it's who you're becoming in, in the process of waiting because it's, it's, it's Simeon's waiting now that, uh, that, that sets the scene for what leads up to this encounter with Jesus. And uh, here it is now that uh, Jesus, Jesus has already been born. Jesus has already been born, uh, but before we get to the birth of Jesus, uh, let me let me just tell you that you can't you can't you can't uh, you you can't give up on waiting on God. Sometimes God moves us to a place and a, and a position where we're relegated to the realm of waiting. Yeah, where we're relegated now to to the realm of waiting. We're relegated to waiting, Byron. We're relegated to to the realm of waiting. Yeah, we 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 enter a season now where we've we've got to wait. Uh, and and here it is because while while this promise that was made to Simeon was old, the promise wasn't expired. Yeah, some of us we've we've gone all year long uh, hoping to see what it is that we've been praying for. We've, we've gone all year long hoping that this year would be the year that would be unlike all of the other years that we've gone through in the past. We hope that this would be the year of our breakthrough, that this would be the year of our breakout. This would be the year that our business begins to boom. This would be the year that our gifts and ministry and talent is on display, but yet we've still been relegated to the realm of waiting. But, but waiting, waiting, waiting is important because just just as Simeon waited, uh, it sets the scene up now for what for what Jesus is ready and about to do next. So, so not only uh, are we relegated at times in our lives to the realm of waiting, but but waiting is significant. Waiting is important. Waiting has uh, waiting has benefits. Y'all say benefits to waiting. Yeah, there are benefits, there are benefits, there are benefits to waiting. And, and I want you to get this because uh, Simeon was now waiting to lay eyes on Jesus. And this is, this is really significant because Jesus had already been born. Jesus had already been born, and Mary and Joseph now, they're going, through, uh, they're going through all of the rituals. They're going through all of the ceremonies that went along with introducing Jesus now to, to this community, to the Jewish community. And notice, notice how this, this, this takes shape. I want, I want you to get this. You, you remember last week uh, when we rolled out the series, we, we began the series in Isaiah, I remember that text last week. And what did Isaiah tell us? Isaiah prophesied that for unto us, a son will be born, right? Unto us, a child will be given, and that child's name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Everlasting Father, Savior of the Universe. All of these things that Isaiah had prophesied hundreds of years before Jesus now shows up on the scene. But there always should come a time in our lives after we've been relegated to the realm of waiting, there ought to be the realization of the right moment. 
Yeah, the realization of of the right moment. The realization of the right moment. Here, here it is now that uh, Jesus, according to Isaiah now, has already been consecrated. Jesus has already been blessed. Jesus has already been ordained and had already been spoken about years before uh, that Jesus would be the savior of the entire universe. So, so it got me wondering, Reverend Aletha, why in the world then would Jesus and Joseph even waste their time going through the rituals, going through the ceremony, going through the tradition of consecrating uh, a blessing that had already been consecrated? Why, why go through the work of all Offering up Jesus back to God when Jesus had already been offered unto us. But Mary and Joseph still go along with the tradition, Lord. They still go along with the Jewish practice of, 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 of having a baby. They, 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 they set aside Jesus eight days after he had been born, and they begin to take Jesus into the, the temple for Jesus now to be consecrated. And then after he had been consecrated, then there's phase two, and this is 40 days now after Mary has given birth to Jesus that, that they go back to the temple and they offer sacrifices unto God uh, as a sacrifice for Jesus. They, they aren't celebrities. Mary and Joseph aren't. They've, they've got no special treatment. In fact, Joseph and Mary are ordinary people going into the temple. I, I need you to get this in just a minute. They're ordinary people going into the temple, and it, it, it messes me up when I think about Jesus, the Messiah, needing to go through ordinary practices when he was the Messiah. But Mary and Joseph, anyway, they go to the temple, and they go through the ordinary practice of, of offering up this extraordinary Jesus in such an ordinary way. They're, they're taking him to the ordinary temple, and the, even the sacrifice that they offer up aren't even elaborate. Where, where wealthy people in those days were offering up lamb, they're offering up cattle. All Mary and Joseph had to offer up was, was some doves. They, they had a couple of birds they could offer. But Mary and Joseph up till now, they, they've blended in with everyone else in the Jewish culture and custom. And in fact, there was nothing really out of the ordinary except this Jesus that God had given to them. And it, it messed me up because even in the run of the mill with everything else that looked ordinary, Simeon now showing up every day looking for this Messiah, looking for this extraordinary one and suddenly he encounters this realization at the right moment. I just want to remind you on this Sunday as we come down to a close all the way toward the end of the year that every now and then God will use what looks ordinary. God will use ordinary people. God will use an ordinary mother and father. God will use an ordinary gift. God, God will use something so ordinary to do something extraordinary. I know what you've been looking like. It's been an ordinary year for you. you you've been waiting on God to blow your mind. You, you've been waiting on God to do something super ordinary, but they that wait and operate even in the mundane, even in what looks ordinary, that there'll be a realization at the right moment that that right moment where God is about to separate you from what was ordinary to what God had ordained for you to walk in. So be not weary in doing the ordinary. Be not weary in well-doing. Be not weary in doing what seems to be producing no fruit because at the right moment, at the right time, listen, God will release what looks ordinary into what is destined to be extraordinary.
Yeah, somebody just say, I might look ordinary to you. Yeah, it might, it might be real ordinary looking right now. It, it might not look like much right now. It might not be much right now. You, you might think I ought to sit down right now. It, it might be real ordinary, but let me tell you about the God that will move at the right moment with what looked to be ordinary. Yeah, I just believe that God still is the God that will take the ordinary and turn it into extraordinary. God will take an ordinary gift of cooking, Chris, and, and turn Turn it into something extraordinary. God, God will take the ordinary gift of teaching, Reverend Aletha, and, and turn it into something extraordinary. God, God will take an ordinary gift of playing keys and, and turn it into music that reaches heaven. God, God will do just that. God takes what looks ordinary. Yeah. And at the right moment, will birth and produce something extraordinary. So yeah, let, let them look at you with your ordinariness. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's, it's okay. In due season, at the right moment, what looked ordinary suddenly becomes something extraordinary. And I, I just believe that the God we serve is not just the God of the ordinary, but he is the God of the extraordinary. And that's the God that we serve. And so here it is now that in this ordinary temple uh, with all of these ordinary people doing all of these ordinary things, Simeon spots Jesus. Mary and Joseph, they handle Jesus as if Jesus was ordinary. But what I realized was it wasn't that Jesus was ordinary. It just wasn't Jesus's time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it just wasn't his time. He, he would have his moment. Yeah, <laughs> he, he would have his moment. All of these seemingly ordinary things were really leading up to an extraordinary moment. Yeah, and, and all of these ordinary occurrences were building to an extraordinary pinnacle that wouldn't just change the lives, the lives of everyone in the temple, but would change the lives and the trajectory of, of the whole world. Now, here's where it comes for you. Because if the word of the Lord declared that even we would do greater works than Jesus, then if it wasn't Jesus's time then, then I just believe that it's only a matter of time before you realize the right time and the right moment for you, that God will take everything in and around you that seems so ordinary and truly make it extraordinary. Yeah, do you, would, would you believe me if, if I told you that, that every moment you've ever gone through hasn't been a means to hinder you, but everything that you've gone through has been in a means to help you. Yeah. Uh, some things in our lives just have to happen. It, it just, it just has to happen. And, 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 and the word of the Lord declares that 
the things that happen to us. God will use what has happened to us and will work what happened for for our good. And so some stuff, it it had to happen. I, I had to meet her in order to meet him. And I had to meet him in order that I would move here because I had to move here so that I could be doing this. All of the things that have we have encountered in our lives that we, we have thought were ordinary, that we thought shouldn't have happened. But listen, it, it, it's a realization for your life in this moment that listen, God, everything that has happened has been orchestrated. It has been ordained. It had to happen. I had to go through it because you had to get me here so that I could meet this person so that I could connect this gift with that resource for everything that I've gone through, God. There is a moment that I will realize that everything that I've gone through was leading up to, to the right moment. It it had to happen because if it didn't happen, I, it wouldn't have revealed his purpose for this. And if it didn't reveal his purpose for this, then I would have still went rolling with that. And so some stuff God just has to allow and permit in our lives because it all builds up to the realization of the right moment, that the right moment is whatever look ordinary. God's using even the things that are ordinary to birth something that is extraordinary. Yes. Realization of the right moment. And here it is. When we when we talk about the right moment, it's important that we're clear about what it is that we're even looking for, even in that moment. Um Sometimes in life, Byron, we, we go through things. And the things that we go through, we just want relief from it. When the ultimate goal really ought not just be relief from a thing. But the real goal and objective is to have a resolution in a thing. Are, are you with me? Uh, and so relief and resolution are not the same, but relief can lead to a resolution. Um, okay, so Simon, Simon got what he was waiting for. The Bible says now that he had been waiting. He waited years and years and years to see the Messiah. Suddenly, Simon sees Jesus in the temple and he dashes over to Mary and Joseph uh, and he begins to sing this blessing over Jesus. Now, remember, the promise that was made to him was that he would not die until he laid eyes on the Messiah. So this is the day that God honors that promise, and Simeon now lays eyes on Jesus. Uh, but, but, but Simeon doesn't just say now that the promise is complete. Uh, but what he then, the blessing that he prays over Jesus is, God, you've kept your promise. I've been able to see the Messiah, but that this Messiah will now be the savior of the whole earth. And so now there is a sense of relief that Simeon has because he's been able now uh, to see the Messiah. But uh, that doesn't mean that there is a resolution. Are y'all y'all still with me? Y'all still with me? Uh, when, 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 when Simeon comes uh, to see Jesus at Christmas time, 
Uh, he comes because he, he's been waiting now to be relieved. He's been, he's been waiting now to be relieved uh, because Jesus has now hit the scene. But there's a difference between relief and resolution, right? Let me, let me, let me put it like this. Um, have, you, have you ever had a mosquito bite in the summertime? You ever had a mosquito bite? And what's the... What's the first thing that you want to do when you get a bite? You know, doctors will tell you, hey, don't, don't scratch the bite. Put a little bit of bug cream on it. You'll be fine. But our human nature, we, what do we want to do? We, we get a mosquito bite. The first thing we want to do, we want to, we want to itch it, right? We want to, we want to scratch it. Uh, and what does scratching do for us? Itching, itching the little mosquito bite. It provides relief, yeah, it gives us a sense of relief, doesn't it? Uh, does it resolve the bite? Absolutely not. Does it? Are we are we absolved or healed from from the bite? Of course not. But what that bite does, uh, what us scratching that 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 mosquito bite does, is it provides a sense of of relief. Uh, and and relief can sometimes even be temporary. Relief relief can be seasonal. So so the goal now isn't that we just live in a season and a spirit of relief. But, but that we live looking toward a resolution. And the resolution now was that not that uh, Simeon would just see the Messiah, but that the Messiah would do exactly what it is that the Messiah had been sent here to do. And so the goal now was not just to just see the Messiah, but the goal was that the Messiah would then do exactly what he had been sent and created to do. And so there are times in our lives where God will begin to set us up, even in our heartaches, those that don't mind waiting, though those that understand that God will move in the right time, that God can say, listen, God, in this season, I'm not just looking for relief, but what I'm looking for, oh God, is a resolution that just like you sent your son Jesus into the earth to resolve some things, that that, that same spirit will now show up in my family and resolve some things in my family, that, oh God, that same spirit will show up in my mind and will resolve some things in my thinking, that God, that same spirit will show up and resolve some things where I fall short and struggle, God, with bad habits and addiction. I'm not just looking for the temporary relief, but God, what I'm looking for is the resolution. And the resolution is you sent your son unto us. A son is given unto us. A child is born. And the resolution is we shall call him what he is. We shall call him what he does. Wonderful. Counselor. Everlasting. God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince, the Prince of Peace. And so, this Christmas season, by most of us, we are happy and overjoyed over this Christmas season. Let us remember those whose heart is heavy. Let us remember those whose heart is aching. Simeon lifts Jesus up and prays a blessing over him. And right after he plays, prays the blessing, he then drops a big bomb on Mary and Joseph that they'll have some heartache along the way. 
But this heartache that they'll encounter, this heartache that Jesus will experience, it won't, it won't be like the summertime mosquito bite that you get where you, you itch it just to get a little bit of relief. But that this Jesus will be a resolution. In this season of happy times and in this season of heartbreak, in this season of heartache, will you be reminded that Jesus came not just to be your relief, but to be your resolution? We may be waiting the way Simeon waited. Waiting for loneliness to dissipate. We may be waiting, waiting for a habit or a cycle we've been caught up in to change. We, we may be waiting, waiting for peace. But the same God that is able to bring us relief is the same God that also brings about resolution. And so when this season of whatever your expectations were this year, the question remains, how have you been waiting? Have you been waiting with, with the spirit of wellness that says, God, I'm, I've been waiting. I thought this would be my year. I thought, I thought you said this was it. But God, I found myself still waiting. Take hope this season. That the same sweet baby Jesus that was born in the manger, so ordinary, taken to the temple like all the other babies, so ordinary. Went through the same stuff everybody else went through, so ordinary. But Simeon continued to wait, looking for the moment that he would spot this ordinary Jesus in an extraordinary way. First thing Simeon does after all these years of waiting is he pronounces the blessing. 
over Jesus in the temple. I know you've been waiting, but will you bless God while you're waiting? I know, I know it's been some stuff you've been waiting on, but will you bless God even in the wait? God, I'm waiting. I refuse to become bitter. God, I'm waiting. I refuse to fall to pieces. God, I've been waiting. I refuse to give up on what you have promised. And so, God, I'll bless you while I wait. God, I'll serve you while I wait. God, I'll sing to you while I wait. God, I'll praise you while I wait. Simeon was waiting to see Christ this Christmas. And he waited. And the Bible says he waited well. Let us remember this season those that are waiting. Waiting for better days, waiting to smile again, waiting to love again, waiting to heal, waiting to be free. Your heartache at the holidays, I believe God is sending relief right now if you want it. Your heartache that you're feeling at the holidays, I believe God's sending a resolution if you'll take it. Come on, now's your moment. Now's your call to action. Let this Christmas season be unlike any other year. Listen, all the years past, you didn't like Christmas. I can't stand the house. Listen, let this be the year where your entire perspective changes. Where you say, God, I've got I've got some heartache. Got some heavy stuff. Got some disappointments. Some stuff I don't understand. Along comes Jesus. who's not only relief, but the remedy. Come on, we offer Christ to you right now in this moment. Maybe you're seated in here. Maybe 